in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Saturday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Let's look ahead. Saturday's games in the league. Let's talk about them. The first game we want to take a look at is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Phoenix Suns. The Dario Sharich Bowl. Seth Curry. He's hitting some threes. He's not doing a huge amount else. So I want to watch him. To now at the moment, I think that he is more of a of a twelve team streamer rather than a must roster twelve team league player. But that game against Portland was pretty impressive. He you know, hit that game tying three towards the end of the game. But it's still not enough in enough areas for me to just say that he is a guaranteed must hold guy. I also want to watch Ben Simmons, who's playing at a higher level. He was excellent against Portland. Efficiency was up. He's scoring a little bit more. We've seen the usage trend in the upwards direction as well. So let's see what he's able to do here against this Phoenix team. For the Suns, well, they still have a bunch of players who we do or do not know whether they're going to play. Dario Saric is one of those. Cameron Payne and Abdul Nadir. I would say that Payne is out, but Saric returning is the big question mark because what does that do for Johnson, Crowder, and Frank Kaminsky? Kaminsky's been starting at power forward, and he's played 29 and 35 minutes in the last two games. Now, Sharich returns. I find it hard for Frank to play that much in uh, in these games moving forward. But if Sharich is out, then does Frank just play those big minutes again? I'm really intrigued to see what they do with Kaminsky and how he looks in this matchup going up against the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. And then I'll watch Chris Paul. He was in my top 20 players video earlier today. He's playing at a very high level. His steals are up. His efficiency is fantastic. I'm not convinced that it's going to stay that way. But let's watch to see what he's able to do and see if he has just refound the form from last year after struggling to begin this season. Next up, it is the Pacers and the Hawks. The Solomon Hill Bowl. Jeremy Lamb moved to the bench last game and played at a much higher level than when he was starting. Now, he still did that on extraordinarily high shooting percentages, which aren't going to be able to stick. But what Lamb are we going to get? The dud as a starter or the very good sixth man player? He does still have some 12-team value as a back-end guy, but his overall upside is pretty limited in my opinion. And then Miles Turner. It's been a massive downturn from Turner. We saw that his assist, or his block, sorry, he's not assist, his block numbers would drop. That was you know, always a likelihood when he was averaging like four and a half per game. But he's also seeing his minutes fall, his usage fall, uh, his scoring fall. It's been a big, big downturn from Miles Turner. So let's watch what he what his playing time looks like and how the shot blocking goes. For the Hawks, they were atrocious on Friday and everyone played horribly. Let's watch what John Collins can do, because the game before, he was very, very good, and this last game, he was pretty poor. So let's try and get an in-between indication here with Collins to see how we can view him moving forward, while I also want to watch the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Um, Gallinari, he wasn't great, like the whole team on Friday, 
but played 30 minutes the game prior. He is rostered in just far too many leagues, in my opinion. I do not think that he is a must-roster 12-team league guy. I just don't see that massive, massive level of upside. Now, maybe you're holding him expecting a John Collins trade and for him to just slide in and be the starting power forward, which, of course, is a huge possibility. But I'm not sure that I'd want to hold on to a bloke like Gallinari necessarily at this point, just waiting for that to happen. Next up, it is the Rockets and the Knicks, the Courtney Lee Bowl. Jay Sean Tate, a guy that's been playing at a pretty high level. He's starting, and I don't really see that changing here. The Rockets are going to be without PJ Tucker. Sorry, try again. They're going to be without Victor Oladipo, and they may be without PJ Tucker. While Christian Wood is also out, Tate has been starting, getting good minutes, playing at a high level, shooting really, really well also. And with Oladipo out, I do think that makes him an extra valuable player. Well, I want to check with Oladipo at Sterling Brown, who's going to get probably 20-plus minutes. He's played over 20 minutes in five of the last six games. He gets some steals. He gets some assists. He can score sometimes. He's at least 14-team league worthy for Saturday. For the Knicks, it's a back-to-back. So does Derrick Rose play? Um, and how much does he play? 20 minutes in his first two games for the Knicks. Hyper-efficient in those games. Had four steals on Friday. So let's see what Rose is able to do. You know, if you want to add him in 12s, I don't, and I'm not totally against that, but I wouldn't say that he is necessarily um, the greatest option out there, but he's still a pretty good one. While Mitchell Robinson, now Mitch Robinson broke his hand. He won't play in this game. So basically what I've got Robinson here is just like an indicator for me to let you know, like, what are we going to do in his replacement spot? Nerlens Noel probably starts. Taj Gibson comes in his backup. But Obi Toppin will absorb some minutes as well because they'll play Julius Randle at center. It's not enough to add Toppin in 12-team leagues. It is enough to add Noel in 12-team leagues. And Taj becomes like a 16-team league guy. Probably the same as Obi Toppin in that scenario. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. On to the next game. The Nets and the Warriors. Kevin Durant is back for Brooklyn. He gets to face his former team. Um, Let's see what he's going to do. What will they do? Now, DeAndre Jordan's out, so will they start Jeff Green at center? Will Norval Pell get into the mix? Will we get Noah Vonley playing minutes? Some big questions there, I guess, as to what they're going to do. Um, without without Jordan, how much will Durant play at center? And then does that give... Does that give Jeff Green some streaming value? Probably does, just given the uh, scarcity of games on Saturday, but I wouldn't say he's a must-roster. For the Warriors, I just want to watch Steph because he's so fun. He's the most fun player in the league to watch. He's on an absolute tear, as you saw earlier today. In the top 20 show, he is the number one player over the last two weeks, so let's just watch Steph Curry because it's fun. There'll be no Wiseman. There'll be no Looney. The second half of last game, last game, um, Fox Mulder, he started, and he's a guy that can bring in threes. Will they start him over Toscano Anderson? That remains to be seen. But I just want to see what Fox can do out there and how many threes he can hit and if there is any value in him, especially for deeper formats. The Heat and the Jazz, the Jay Crowder Bowl. Well, we'll get another dose of Kendrick Nunn um, with Avery Bradley and Goran Dragic uh, missing. Tyler Hero is playing after missing last game due to the protocol, so he'll be back. So that has an impact on none, but none still produces value even when uh, Hero plays, while Kelly Olynyk is trending up. 31 minutes in the last three games after a stretch where the minutes had been declining, and when he's playing 30 a night, he is a 12-team lead player. So let's see if he can keep that going in this one. For the Jazz, um, unsure if Mike Conley's going to play. 
So we want to watch what um, Joe Ingles does. I would say I would say that Conley probably doesn't. So let's watch Ingles. Let's see what Joe can do in a role as a starter where generally he's been pretty good. And also Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. We know Gobert's been killing you in the free throw percentage area, but he's been awesome in field goals, getting great blocks, you know, one of his highest block numbers in a couple of years, nice rebound numbers, good field goal percentage. He has been a little bit undervalued this year because of the poor free throws, but generally if you've got Gobert, you're punting that category anyway. So let's have a look at the stream options. Jay Sean Tate for Houston is a pretty good stream option. I think Doug McDermott, who'll be a starter once again for the Pacers, especially if you need points and if you're looking for threes, Dougie can help. Toscano Anderson, I think will start again for the Warriors. He can be a triple one threat. He can hit some threes. He rebounds and shoots pretty well. So I like him. Sterling Brown in Houston and Daniel House Jr. with Victor Oladipo out. Both of those guys get a bump in their value and maybe they can be streamed in for 12-team formats. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.